The Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's The Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to The Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby is cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 26th of March, the 85th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 280 days until the end of 2022. Hey, guess what? The Eiffel Tower just got taller. Yes, sir, she's added six meters to her grandeur. Those additional six meters come courtesy of a new communications antenna installed atop Paris's tallest monument. There's always been a radio antenna there. Did you know that? It's just taller now, which makes radio tuning a bit more precise. How chic to have the Eiffel Tower as your transmission tower. Ah, this French, always so stylish. A little history lesson, shall we? It all started as a competition for a monument to mark the 100th anniversary of the French Revolution. Among the 107 projects submitted for the contest, entrepreneur Gustave Eiffel, engineers Maurice Coquelin and Émile Nougier, and architect Stéphane Sauvestre won. The goal? Construct a tower 300 meters high for the 1889 World's Fair, which they did. It took two years, two months, and five days to build our beloved Eiffel Tower. It was the world's tallest structure until 1929, when the Chrysler Building in New York took the title. But who cares about titles? She's beautiful, our Iron Maiden. I'm not the only one who thinks that. More than 7 million people come from all over the world to visit the masterpiece every year. You are listening to the sound kitchen where you never know what will be served. Are you ready? I do hope so. Time for the quiz. On the 26th of February, I asked you a question about Russia and the effect on France specifically from its invasion of Ukraine. You were to reread my colleague David Coffey's article, French Finance Minister Downplays Impact of Ukraine Crisis on Economy, Energy, and send in the answer to this question. What is the percentage of gas that France receives from Russia? The answer is 20%. France has a 20% reliance on Russian gas. And the winners are... Mrs. Nafisa Khatun, the president of the RFI Mahila Shrota Sangha Club in West Bengal, India, and Ms. Jarna Khatun, who's a member of the RFI International DX Radio Listeners Club, also in West Bengal. From Nowgaon, Bangladesh, there's Mr. Alamgir Hossein from the Shetu RFI Listeners Club, and from Nilfamari, Bangladesh, RFI Listener Club member Tatiha Saleh.
Last but not least, RFI English listener Mokas Mola from Nowgaon, Bangladesh. He noted in his letter that he is 75 years old. Hello, Mr. Mola. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, RFI English journalist Laura Angela Bagnetto wrote an article about an excellent teacher in Uganda, Irene Okwe Trends. Miss Trends was pretty sure the COVID pandemic would last longer than predicted, so she took into her very own family home, as Laura Angela noted, 30 children. The boys and girls from 13 to 17 years old were in the final year of her primary school, and Trends wanted them to be able to continue their schooling uninterrupted. And the hard work paid off. All her students passed Uganda's national exams and will go on to secondary school. Reread Laura Angela Bagnetto's article, The Ugandan Teacher Who Risked It All to Save Her Class During COVID, and answer me this. After Irene Okwe Trend's students took their national exams, where did their school rank? In Uganda's ranking of schools, which is based on how well students at any particular school do on their national exams, in which place did the school come in the list of Uganda's top schools? Again, reread Laura Angela Bagnetto's article, The Ugandan Teacher Who Risked It All to Save Her Class During COVID, and tell me where the school where Ms. Trends teaches ranked in Uganda's list of top schools. To help you with the answer, I've put the link to Laura Angela's article on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. You have until the 2nd of May to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on May 7th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. This is the Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking. <laughs> from the Sound Kitchen mailbag, a letter from Hans Werner Lolika from Hedehusen, Denmark. Hans cleared up my guesses about the Olympic sport called the biathlon, which is a Nordic skiing event which combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. 
I noted last week that was the first I'd heard of it and said that maybe its history came about from hunters in the Nordic countries where, you know, there's snow. So it seemed logical to me they would hunt on skis. Well, Nordics may hunt on skis, but that is not the origin of the sport. Hans clarified in his note, and I quote, Biathlon, combined skiing and shooting, does not have its roots in hunting in the Nordic countries, but comes from the military. Most significant was during the Finnish-Soviet wars, in which small Finland won the first war because its soldiers could both ski and shoot. When the biathlon was made an international sports competition, most of the participants, then only men, were, in fact, professional soldiers. I think now that is not the case. It's become very popular because there is a lottery moment where the best also can miss their target and outsiders have a chance. Best wishes, Hans. Well, Hans, I'm mighty glad to have that little piece of information to stalk away, along with all the other odd bits of info floating around in my old brain. I'm sure your fellow listeners are, too. Thanks. Before we go, I want to remind you, it's EPOP time. Sponsored by RFI's Planet Radio Department, this annual three-minute video competition on climate change is open to everyone. As a reminder, the winner of the RFI Clubs category in 2020 is an anglophone, Adita Pritika, the president of the RFI Agni Chir Agu Phoenix Club in Tamil Nadu, India. But you do not have to be a member of an RFI club to enter. Come one, come all. Prizes for this year's competition include equipment grants from 1,000 to 4,500 euros, as well as EPOP promotion kits and other goodies. The deadline for Planet Radio to receive your video is May 1st. For more information and competition guidelines, go to the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com or the RFI English, the RFI English Clubs, the RFI Listeners Club, or the Sound Kitchen Facebook pages. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and expertise in mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about International Women's Day. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. Erwan and I amuse ourselves throughout the week by sending each other links to music we think the other will like. And this week he sent me a new version of a song from an American musical comedy, one of the only musicals I like, in fact, Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story. Very jazzed, very new way of looking at it. And you just have to hear it. Aaron told me he found it while he was looking at the list of winners of the Thelonious Monk International Jazz Competition over the years. He took a listen to the 2010 winner and was rightly wowed. Me too. Especially as this young woman, Cecile McLaurin Salvant, 
won this incredibly prestigious competition when she was only, are you ready, 21 years old. Cécile McLaurin Salvon was born in the U.S. to a Haitian father and a French mother. She identifies French as her native tongue, listened to all genres of music as a child, and moved to France as a young adult to study law and music. The law went by the wayside, and her musical career blossomed. So far, she's released three albums. The third, for one to love, won her the Grammy Award for the Best Jazz Vocal Album in 2016. Her version of Something's Coming from the musical West Side Story is on this album, and that's what Alan has chosen for us today. West Side Story was written by Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim, and I am sure of both of these no longer with us gods of the American musical scene would adore what Cécile McLaurin Salvon has done with it. I sure do, and I hope you do too. Thanks, Erwan, for another musical discovery. Talk to you all next week. There's something to any day I will know right away Soon as it shows It may come cannonballing down through the sky Gleaming its side bright as a rose Who Just out of reach Down the block On a beach Under a tree I got a feeling There's a miracle due Gonna come true Coming to me Could it be Yes, it could. Something's coming, something good. If I can wait. Something's coming, I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click, with a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock. Open the latch Something's coming, don't know when But it's soon, catch the moon One-handed catch Around the corner A whistling
come on something come on in don't be shy meet a gal pull up a chair the air is coming and something great is coming Just out of reach, down the block, on a beach, on 